0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the American Football Podcast, Laces Out. We've got special guest this week, uh podcast favourite Matthew Moore, to give us his picks for the week and his picks for the season. So there's that. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do subscribe, it's a massive help. If you're just listening along, that's fine, but you can still subscribe, and it is a big help to us. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out.
1: Recording in progress.
0: Fucking bulletin had gone again. She's back, and so are we. And for you YouTube watchers, um, big shout-out to uh, to Laura Hayden, who keeps uh, commenting on the uh, proge- Progression of the Beard podcast, as I think uh, we might have to start calling at least a podcast. Um, but this is not a beard-based podcast. It is, in fact, a strange, somewhat egg-shaped football-based podcast uh, with the aptly titled name "The Laces Out" podcast. Um, for you non-YouTube watchers, I am here in body, if not spirit or mind. Uh, my glamorous co-host, Paul Williams, man in the uh, man in the rudder. And our guest, plucked fresh from the Fantasy Leagues. You know him as the host of The Pursuit of Hoppiness. You know him from the Getting Over podcast. And hey, why not from a round football-based podcast. Mr. Matthew Moore, welcomes you, sir. Hello, everybody. So, let's get down to business, and the business is the NFL 2021 season. Week. Uh, there th- th- was a week, it happened. It was three. It was week two. There it is. And
1: we're moving into week three. That's but the one. Before we get on to week three. Obviously because this is Matt's first appearance of the season. We've got to talk season-long predictions with mm. him. So, Matt, this, this isn't Matt's first rodeo. He, he knows how this is going to work. So, Mr. Moore, would you like to give me your pick for who you believe the two Super Bowl teams will be? It's probably going to be predictably boring. <laughs> and
2: kind of... Well, the AFC is boring, because even well, yeah, spoiler alert. Even though they may have lost this week, I really can't see anybody else than the Chiefs kind of coming out of the AFC this year. It's quite apart from them, <laughs> the rest are pretty kind of things. Like last year, I think I think last year I predicted the Bills, and that looked really good, and then it didn't. Um, and uh, I think this year the Bills seem to take a step back So it'll be the Chiefs from the AFC okay. from the NFC I could go safe I could go really chalky And I could say that Tampa Bay are going back to the Super Bowl It wouldn't be the first Nor the is kind of like you know, do I R-E-L-A-X and think that old, uh, Aaron's going to go on a tear to kind of finish his last season in Green Bay? But then also, being a West Coast team fan, do I pick one of the West Coast teams and pick... And it's, it's it's not going to be the 49ers. Um, do I pick the Rams... They're my three in terms of the NFC. And I think, you know,
1: I'm going to go Rams just to be different. Interesting. So that is a a first for this season's podcast. No one has picked the Rams yet. Just to be different. I don't want to be too kind of chalky and predictable with there. Oh, yeah. Top of my Buccaneers and the Chiefs. So... Obviously, it'd be terrible to be that predictable,
0: wouldn't it, Andrew? I mean, you know, I'm sitting right here. I'm literally. I I I introduced you to the podcast. I mean, you know, I couldn't be couldn't be more present and correct. But you know, if you want to do it like that, it just it's just going to be even funnier when I'm like, just remind me again how the Rams are going to the Super Bowl this year. When TB 12s si- sending in his ring size, sitting
2: there in his bath of avocado,
1: and
0: uh... there, do it, making a lot of these pictures.
1: <laughs> there's a okay. there's a couple of people within the sort of realms of the actual NFL headquarters who were, I think, they were uh, quietly hoping that the Rams go all the way because it means that they won't have to board a plane and fly well, they won't have to board a plane and fly anywhere anyway because it's at SoFi Stadium so regardless of who goes there they're going to have to just walk across the street to get to the to uh, to get to the stadium for the coverage but yeah um, there's a couple of people who were um, thinking that they, we could have after having none for 55 years, we could have back to back teams playing the Super Bowl in their own stadium which would be quite I,
2: nice. I, I, I don't know. I think. I mean. Um. I. You know. If anybody listens, you know. If, of course, they do listen to the other podcasts that we. Uh, that we do. Yeah, everyone knows I'm like a bit of contrarian. I like to kind of perhaps have a little zig when everyone else is zagging. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, realistically, you know, if someone said, right, put your house on one, you'd go with Chiefs and Bucks. They look. They two games into the season, they look like the two best teams in the league. But you know, just to be a little bit different, I'll go with the Rams. I quite like, quite like their coach. He's a bit kind of out there, and I quite like the, the structure of their team. And uh, Aaron Donald is is just my mind brush. I just whenever he's on TV, I'm like, look at him, look at him go. good
1: point. So, does that mean that you're picking the Rams to win, or would you be picking the Chiefs to win? I mean, I'm not that daft. I'd fit the Chiefs
0: to win. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, are you going to pick the Chiefs to win, or do you need your head examining?
1: <laughs> so, Chiefs. And do I even need to ask who you'd be picking as the MVP if uh, the Chiefs win it?
2: Well, I mean, you can't really see it being any. unless Unless, like. Tyreek Hill goes absolutely nuts and like has about four or five touchdowns, or one of the defensive players does something awesome. Which, to be fair, the Chiefs' defense really does
1: not kind of show any kind of evidence of that. Yeah, it's gonna be homes, isn't it? You'd be expecting like Tyron Matthew to have like five interceptions or something, something ridiculous like that. Or I, I honestly can't even think like who their linebackers are. To be honest, this is the problem. This, this is the problem. So.
2: Is the problem isn't it, that like apparently, and I know like the Baltimore run game is is exceptional kind of thing, But yeah, you know, they were getting eight yards with what the on they getting eight yards on Monday night, Sunday night with the third string running back who's barely kind of had any time to practice. Right. That that's the that's the worry with the Chiefs. If you take the Chiefs, the biggest worry is is that. Is their defense uh, a Super Bowl-winning kind of thing? But last year it wasn't really a Super Bowl-getting two-level defense,
1: and they got to the Super Bowl. And yeah, you know. was a strange one. So sticking out for Mahomes for MVP. Yeah. So to go in the book alongside Buccaneers Chiefs. With Bucks to win and Brady for the MVP from Mr Cook. Green Bay versus Buffalo from myself with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to be the MVP. Um, Stu, Buccaneers versus Bills with the Buccaneers to win and Brady to be MVP. And Rob's pick from last week of the Packers versus the Chiefs with the Chiefs to win and Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. So that's the season long Super Bowl prediction however this season we've changed up a little bit and we've also gone for the league MVP now so far four people have been asked four people have given their predictions and we've had four different picks alright okay so does Mr. Moore have a different person to the four names that I've got written down in front of me here uh, probably not. Uh, Ooh. So your your pick for season long MVP is. Oh, I mean, how could I, do I want to be
2: like? Do I want to get get a different? Uh, the problem is now I'm like, oh man, you, what have people predicted? Mahomes will be one of them. Aaron Rodgers will probably be one of them. Uh, um, Tom Brady's already been predicted.
1: I don't want to swear, you, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm somewhere between
2: Brady or Matt Stafford. Um, I'd go. I think my more likely one would put you. So put me down for Tom Brady. But as a and you know, you know, if people listen to the uh, football podcast, I gave a very good kind of tip about first manager sacked, and that one. If you got on that one, came through. Uh, but as a little outsider. Um, Matt Stafford If if the Rams have a really good Kind of regular season I think Matt Stafford Could be a
1: A possible MVP winner. Uh, yeah. Do you know what Wouldn't disagree with Either of those two Obviously Brady started off As hot as ever I think he's got nine Touchdowns through the First two weeks Obviously That's a bit of a spoiler As, uh, as it comes to pre- uh, Not predictions But results from last week um, And Obviously Stafford's two from two not as impressive a second week as his first week was, but they got the win, that's all that matters. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if if he is in the running come the end of the season. But surprisingly enough, you picking Tom Brady for the season-long MVP is not a duplication. So we have no. five different picks. Even if he'd have picked Stafford, it wouldn't have been a duplication. So Andy has gone with Aaron Rodgers to get a second consecutive league MVP. I have gone with Josh Allen to step up to the plate and continue his good form from last season to get the MVP. Stu has gone for the MVP of two seasons ago to step back up to the plate in Lamar Jackson. Um, And Rob has picked probably the favourite in Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So we'll see who's uh, we'll see who's picked correctly come the come uh, the end of the season. But there you go. There's uh, there's Mr. Moore's season long predictions for you. We jump from season long predictions to instantaneous week predictions. So obviously, as we said at the start of the uh, start of the podcast, this is week two's roundup and week three's predictions. So, 16 games to pick, as we're still in the first couple of weeks, of course. 16 points up for grabs. In third place. With nine correct picks out of the 16 games in question, he's pointing at himself, ladies and gentlemen. And it is indeed him. It's Mr. Andrew Cook. Congratulations, Andy. Nine correct picks.
0: Better than half.
1: Slightly worse than your uh, than your your week from last week. So you, you've you've you you've dropped slightly. A slip, but,
0: but not a slip to step. Uh,
1: next or second, as it was, with ten out of sixteen correct picks. It was last week's guest, ladies and gentlemen. It was Mr. Rob Rafton. Um, a good solid start to his, uh, his predictions or a good solid continuation from the, uh, from the guest but winning the week with a second consecutive week of 12 out of 16 correct picks is my good self so I'll, uh, I'll happily take the, uh, the point and the win for the week as it was um, so 12 out of 16 correct picks, the only teams that let me down were the Steelers who let everybody down.
0: I was just about to say, yeah, the Steelers, who let everyone down.
1: Uh, the Saints, whereas Robert uh, Robert correctly picked the Panthers to win that one, so he obviously had a crystal ball where he could <laughs> see that uh, Jameis was going to go from a five-touchdown no-interception week to just basically shitting the bed. it has got to even up that kind of balance there. We did say I think if you go back and listen to last week's podcast oh, we did yeah. say that he, might, he might just try and throw five picks just to even himself up for the season. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Steelers Saints the Seahawks who saw that one coming? That that, losing against the Titans uh, and of course the Chiefs no one saw yeah. the Chiefs slipping up against the Ravens which was a uh, which was strange.
2: Um, the, t- the Titans went back to the well that works, that's Derrick Henry. You know, for whatever reason, they thought, all right, yeah, we've got this awesome running back. Let's not give him
1: the ball. Oh, you know what works? Giving him the ball because he's a monster. Yeah, I I, uh, I I, now feel completely foolish for uh, saying that, ah, Derrick Henry's due a down year, isn't he? <laughs>
2: All the, all the fantasy podcasts that I listen to have been like, oh, God, all those people that, that drafted Derrick Henry in the first four or five in their fantasy league, oh, people are spending $50 on the, in an auction draft. on it. How, how stupid are they? Oh, some people got him in, like, three of the four leagues that they're in. Oh, it could be in real trouble. And then you're like, or, or, uh, he's a beast, and uh, they'll go back to that well over and over again. Maybe they're just trying something.
0: I'll I'll keep coming. I'll just keep coming back to the thing I saw. I think I'll I'll probably quote it wrong, but Derrick Henry is the only human being on the planet to go two thousand yards in school, college, and the NFL. It's like that is a stat. When when the stat is the only human being on the planet, it's like that's some uh, some sick statage right there. Um, and it's
2: just ridiculous when you when you think about people like you know Eric Dickerson and uh, Bo Jackson as well that have gone before. Who probably had the two thousand in high school, and two thousand in in college, but never got the two thousand in uh, in the NFL, which is just mental.
0: I was listening to a I was listening to a podcast the other day. It wasn't even like NFL based or anything. Was it Bo Jackson that went from the NFL to Major League Baseball. He didn't. He, 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 all the way around. So
2: he, I can't. Have, there's, a, there's a really good documentary on. Uh, it's called. It's a, It's the Thirty for Thirty ESPN. That's what
0: they baseball. were talking about. That's exactly what they were talking about.
2: Was it? That's uh, the I, thing it, that was, that was it's being such discussed. good Documentary because it's absolutely insane the things that he does, and I can't think. I can't think he was trying to draft him, and he basically went. I don't want to play for you. And uh, and they were like, "Well, what are you going to do?" He's like, "Well, I'll go and play baseball." And they're like, "No, you won't." And he was like, "Yeah, well," and off he went, signed a like massive contract with. Oh, I want to say the A's. Don't don't quote me on on that. I can't remember who he signed for. Um, but he went and played baseball, um, and then the Raiders came in and were like, "Please come on, we'll 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 trade for you." Uh, we'll give you the money uh, come and, play. and he was like yeah but I still want a two-way contract so he'd go and play the NFL during the kind of you know four months that the NFL ran and then he'd kind of like, dust himself down have a couple of weeks off and then straight into the you know the, into the Major League Baseball which was already in full swing by that point uh, you know so or like they were, in, they were definitely in winter training anyway and he just turned up and yeah, it, I mean, it, the the most annoying thing about it is is that he never in both sports he's not had a good enough career to become a a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, that's what had come up. But,
2: but both of them were just it's mental that someone was that good. I think Dion Dion Sanders. Also Deion Sanders got, was the other one that came that out. As well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't remember.
1: Dion Sanders was mental because I think he played both in the same day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the if, if you've got if you've got Game Pass, there's a there's a, like a documentary on there. I think it's called uh, Dion's Double Play, and it covers oh, right. the fact that he played. I can't remember if it was he played his. I think it must have been that he played. Um, it must have. Been, it might have been like Monday Night Football, and then he got on a plane and flew to Atlanta to play the Braves. Playoff game or, or whatever it was, because I think he played for the I think you played for the Braves and the Falcons at the same time. So it, it, it's, it's a it's a good watch, and it is it is crazy to think that like this was like in the nineties. I think that he did. It. Or it was the very low, it was the very late eighties that he did it, and it's just crazy to think that like they both were like, yeah, go on then, just just do it. If you get injured, then. We're a bit fucked, but you <laughs> you do you,
0: man. You do you. Conversation. I can't remember. I, I think it was Bo Jackson suffered an injury, but not he, um, not because he took a hit, because he was trying to release himself from from getting taken down, and pulled his leg at such force that he basically pulled his leg out. So it wasn't the it wasn't the it, it, hit that injured him. It was him. Injuring himself,
2: it's it's absolutely mental. That yeah, it's kind of like he dislocated his hip, popped it back in, yeah. carried on playing. Yeah. Um, but then found that he trapped a, a blood vessel. Yeah. Um, that resulted in kind of bit like parts of his leg effectively just dying, kind of thing. But then you know went back, had an operation, put himself back, you know, and still played. It's it is it. it one of them, like, like the kind of thing. The phrase at the moment is like unicorn, or that proper unicorn player
0: kind of thing. Yeah, they a saying like just the the size of him as well. Mm. For like baseball, especially, like being massive, is a bit of a the the two things don't always go together.
2: <laughs> Once you finish watching this on YouTube, Google uh, Bo Jackson breaking baseball bats over his head or his thigh. Yep. And it's just, it's just like, right, oh, damn, I've kind of struck out, crack baseball bat over his leg. And you think, Christ, I'd be, <laughs> if, if I wouldn't break it, and I'd be crying on the floor, it kind of thing. After, it's, it, yeah, it, it, his, athlete, his athleticism
0: was just... Yeah, they crazy. were saying, like, the, for, for the two people, and weirdly, it was, Bo Jackson and uh, Dion Sanders are saying like absolute specimens. Um, so yeah, a little, a little aside, a little bit of something there for you. So, that's last week done in the bag. But, <clears throat> she's been out of it again, kids. She's out there. She's, uh, She's got the the stick, and she goes out into the field, and off in the distance for all those stats. And she gets the, sends the dog out after them and brings them in, herds them into the pen, and goes, oh that's a good one there, that one, that one, that's good. Oh that's not that's not a good one. So she takes all those stats, gets them all together, and then sends them through what's known as electronic mail to uh, to myself, and then I. Divvy it up between my glamorous co-host and, where possible, the guest. Because, let's face it, nobody wants to listen to me read out loud for 16 stats. So, not only is the stats mistress back, so is our good friend Nate Davis of USA Today, so big credit to you. This is the NFL stats for week two of the 2021 season. All credits are Nate Davis Davis and the Stats Mistress. Number one, and it's a doozy. It's a tough day for quarterbacks throughout the league. Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton, knee. Houston Texans, Tyrod Taylor, hamstring. Miami Dolphins, Tuatunga to lower Ribs. Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz. Ankle. All going down. The Las Vegas Raiders Derek Carr and Cleveland Browns Baker Mayfield. Also endured. But, per, but persevered and continued in victorious efforts. Could... Carr emerge as an MVP candidate? Paul doesn't think so. (laughs) After throwing for 817 yards and four touchdowns through two games? I know one man who was certainly looking to trade for that quarterback.
1: Let's let's put it this way. If Derek Carr... Wins the MVP. It's because. Two of the other quarterbacks in his division. Have basically retired from the game.
0: I mean from a. Certainly from a fantasy perspective. Those yards. Speak for themselves. Number three. But. Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Kyler Murray. May be. The. The prematurely early MVP front runner admit a 2-0 start that's seen him produce seven touchdowns through the air and two on the ground. Number four, everybody's favourite player, unless it's Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady, who has got three league MVP trophies on the mantle, TB12 already has nine touchdown passes, a personal best, through two weeks, which puts him on pace for 77. And finally, from me, the fifth stat of the week, Book's Mike Edwards is probably your NFC Defensive Player of the Week after cashing in two fourth-quarter pick-sixes. The first player to manage that in 29 years during Tampa's 48 25 beating of Atlanta. Paul, I believe it's over to you, sir, for more stats.
1: Certainly is. Sunday's undermanned Baltimore Ravens knocked off the two time defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. 36-35, thanks to a sublime display by 2019 league MVP Lamar Jackson. He passed 239 yards and a touchdown and rushed for an additional 107 yards and two touchdowns, as Baltimore held the ball for nearly 36 of the 60 minutes. A salute to Ravens head coach John Harbour for keeping the ball in Jackson's hands on the 4th and one. From the Baltimore 43 yard line With 65 seconds to go It was Jackson's first Triumph over 2018 MVP Patrick Mahomes In 4 matchups This next stat Is It's ridiculous And I can expand on it as well Um, Mahomes was spectacular in his own right Passing for 343 yards And 3 touchdowns but he ultimately suffered his first loss in 12 career September starts while throwing his first ever interception in the opening month of the season. So just to go, just to expand on that, um, that's not Patrick Mahomes' first loss in September in the NFL. It's his first loss in September ever. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he went through his entire high school and college career without losing a game in September that is ridiculous Um, uh, let's not hand comeback player of the year honours to Dallas QB Dak Prescott just yet San Francisco 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa who tore an ACL in the second game of 2020 has three sacks through two weeks putting him on pace for a record 25 and a half and welcome back, to, to Denver wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, who also missed most of 2020 due to an ACL tear. He posted a career-best 159 yard, uh, receiving yards in Sunday's will at Jacksonville to put the Broncos at a surprising 2-0. We
0: mm.
1: saw that coming at the start, Shout-out to Cowboys kicker, Greg Zerline, who bounced back from a rough week one loss at Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay to drill a game-winning 56-yard field goal at the gun to zap the Chargers. Cincinnati Bengals QB Joe Burrow saw his streak of 200 consecutive passes without an interception end on Sunday. Sadly, he reeled off three picks in three consecutive attempts in Sunday's loss to Chicago. You know it's bad when you're just tossing picks every time you go on the field. Yeah. Uh, a feeling I believe Zach Wilson knows a lot about as um, I believe his opening stats for the game on Sunday were two attempts two interceptions so looks like the Jets have uh, picked a winner there so. and finally for my stats, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston had an ugly reversion from his 5 TD opener throwing a pair of interceptions in a 26-7 loss to the Carolina Panthers. But hey, he did rush for a team-best 19 yards, which was 14 more than his teammate Alvin Kamara. Oh dear. I'd hate to be the guy that has Alvin Kamara in both of his fantasy leagues. On to you, Matthew.
2: Excellent. But uh, the first one I've got is You kind of stepped on my toes a little bit With your Zach Wilson uh, stats there um, So he had four interceptions in the end For the Jets game against the Pats We all know that old uh, Belichick loves, uh, loves a matchup against a rookie uh, quarterback Particularly a Jets one uh, To add on top of that um, There's been four Rookies, including Zach Wilson, that have had four interceptions with no touchdowns uh, in their rookie season in the past, kind of in the past ten, fifteen years.
1: What I guess who might be a
2: couple of the other ones at all. So what's
1: what? this? Four, four picks and no TDs. Four picks and no TDs. You don't have to look
2: too far from home. Would be the uh, kind of thing if we're talking about Zach Wilson doing it. Was it Sam Darnold?
1: Sam Darnold is one of them. <laughs> Are
2: they basically oh. all group played for the Jets? Yeah. So Mark Sanchez is <laughs> the other one. He followed that one up with a five interception, one touchdown game against the Bills as well. And then Alex Smith had one as well at the uh, at the 49ers. Um, just to add on to that oh. one. Um uh, we touched on it before. Appears Titans All-Pro running back Derrick Henry is back on track uh, to win a third rushing title after grinding out 182 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. And that game looked dead and buried before they went back to him. Uh, here we go. Poor Tyrod Taylor. Oh, bless him. <laughs> uh, the poor Tyrod, the uh, Texans interim quarterback, was off to another good start Sunday. Touchdown pass and a touchdown run. Before that hamstring issue shelved him in, Cleveland rookie Davis Mills took over. This could mark the third season of the in the past four that, that an injury has caused Taylor to lose his job to a first-year player after Mayfield replaced him in 2018, while eventual uh, offensive rookie of the year Herbert capitalised on uh, after Taylor was sidelined with, by a painkilling injunction that punctured his lung in week two. I think he might be a little bit more safe this year um, after watching that. Uh, uh, the the Giants' Daniel Jones played like a franchise quarterback on Thursday night with 95 rushing yards, he suffered yet suffered a loss to Washington for the first time in five career starts. Fun fact, former Giants' QB Eli Manning never rushed for more than 80 yards in a season. Um, and then last one. Despite their loss, the Steelers now the Steelers now have a sack in seventy five consecutive games, which is an NFL record. Uh, that defense is awesome.
1: I, that's that's one of those ones where, in theory, they should just keep that going forever. Yeah, because, like I don't think there's, I don't think they're going to come up against an offensive line that's so good that. They're not going to get to the quarterback once during a game. It's not with the amount of pressure crazy. that
2: they can put on and looks that they have. Like uh, what's his name,
1: Mike Fitzgerald, yeah. uh, Mike Fitzpatrick. Uh, I, I th- Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ TJ, TJ what's the one as well? As well. If, if he just he comes went, off the edge, yeah.
0: he went off injured he, though, didn't he?
1: He did, um, but fingers crossed. It's not nothing too serious, and he'll be back next week.
0: So there we go. Stats are plenty. What we need to do now is look at the coming games of this week and see what we've predicted. So the way we're doing it this season, as seasons gone by, is myself and Paul take on the collective guest. Um, so some weeks we might have two guests. They 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 get to team up. ...and try and take us down. Um, Paul's off to an absolute flyer... ...this season. I don't think it's anything to do with the Stats Mistress not being here... ...at all. So... ...I have sent my picks. I believe... ...from uh, from behind the scenes... ...that Matthew has also sent his picks. And, he certainly has. Uh, I, I imagine Paul has managed to fill in his picks, so all that's left to do is let you lovely people know what we think is going to go down this week, Paul.
1: So we open with the Thursday night football, which this week, similar to last week, is not not one not one for the purists. Um, with the Carolina Panthers travelling to Houston to take on the potentially quarterbackless Texans. Um, you'll all be shocked to hear that we've picked a Panthers win in this one. Can't think why. But, um, yeah, you'd imagine that... Give give the ball to CMC and just watch the game evaporate from the Texans. Yeah. Um, we carry on with the Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. It's another clean sweep of the Browns from the uh, the Cookie Cast boys. Uh, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to Tennessee to take on the Titans. We've all picked the Titans. I'm assuming we're all thinking that Derrick Henry is going to get unleashed again. I thought about the Colts, and then I thought Derek Henry's a beast, and they've figured out that he's good. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, next up we have our first difference in opinion so we have the Atlanta Falcons travelling to New York to take on the Giants both myself and Mr Moore have picked the Giants to bust their zero whereas Mr Cook has picked the Falcons to get off the Schneid as I believe the saying goes so it's, it's one of those games where Basically, everybody loses by tuning in. So, just let Red Zone take care of that one, and watch anything else. So um, you don't expect to see a lot of it on Red Zone. No. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's it's those sort of games, though, where one of the quarterbacks normally just explodes and throws for like six hundred yards or something like that.
2: I think it's going to be one of them. One, I think. Um, I mean, not, not having not watched much of either of them. Um, what, you kind of? If I was a Falcons fan, I'd be hoping that um, that Matt Ryan can get himself sorted and obviously start to do something with uh, Kyle Pitts because it's been disappointing so
1: far. That's that's the one thing I'd say would be the from the Falcons' perspective. If if they can get if they can get a, a big game out of Kyle Pitts, they might have a chance at this one. To be honest with you, so we'll see. It, it, it could turn out to be an absolute barn burner, who knows? Well, we pretty much know, but that's, that's, that's not the point. Uh, next up, we have the LA Chargers going to Kansas or Kansas City sorry, to take on the Chiefs. No surprises, we've all picked the Chiefs to bounce back. Um, the Bengals travelling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. We've all gone for the Steelers. Um, the Baltimore Ravens travelling to Detroit to take on the Lions we've all picked the Ravens shock horror next up we've got another difference of opinions we've got the New Orleans Saints travelling to New England to take on the Patriots both myself and Andy have picked the Saints to bounce back whereas Matt has picked the Patriots to carry on uh, with their winning streak any thoughts on that one lads?
0: I honestly don't know if I've got less time for the Patriots now than when Brady was there i just i i just they're they're terrible um i I have this thing like I'm like, can we petition for them to just get rid of the jets like i I just see them as a pointless team. It's like oh, you know. I imagine teams are being like, for fuck's sake, we've got to travel to play the Jets. It's just like you know, it's just a waste of time. But, well, I
1: remember, I remember a couple of seasons ago when the Browns went on sixteen. That I'm sure that was. I don't know if it was ever like a petition or something, like that, but there was a lot of people saying that they should try and get the the Browns to go and play a game against Alabama. Because At the time, obviously, Alabama were the best team in college football, they pretty much are now, anyway. Um, but they people were saying, Oh, yeah, they should just go and see it, see how close Alabama can run. And, everyone, and then everyone just went, No, the Browns would absolutely kill them because, at the end of the day, they're professional footballers, and obviously, the they like the offensive line and the defensive line, they the, the difference in those would just be so overwhelming that, like, the defensive line would just crush. The Alabama quarterback every chance, every every snap of the ball, and so like that and, uh, and the and the Alabama defense just wouldn't get anywhere near the Browns quarterback and so like that and it's it's kind of the same. You'd imagine it'd be the same with the Jets, but I, I know what you mean the the, the Jets. Yeah, they just they just need massive sweeping changes. Obviously, they've made that with Salah coming in as the new head coach. So. Give them a year or two. You never know they might actually pick up like five wins in a season or something.
0: But it's reaching the point now where the Patriots don't even feature on my radar. Like The only time I ever really think about them is when they're mentioned and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> oh, Brady's not there anymore, so I don't have to hate them quite as much. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, but they're terrible, aren't they? It's
1: mm. all about Bill Bella cheating it, so, you know. Uh, next up, we have uh, our first cross-country trip of the season or of the weekend even so we've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars uh, surprising enough we've all picked the Cardinals to carry on their winning streak um, we have the Washington football team taking on the Buffalo Bills um, again we've all picked the Bills uh, the aforementioned New York Jets travelling to the Mile High City to take on the Broncos. We've all picked the Broncos. No shock there. Um, this is this is the first one that I thought we might have a little bit of a difference in a opinion. So we've got the Miami Dolphins travelling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Now we've all gone for the Raiders. I don't think the Dolphins are that bad that, that it's a guaranteed win for the Raiders. Obviously, the situation with Tua might change things, but... I'm not been I'm not. I'm not been that convinced with what I've seen from him so far. I think he's um, he's potentially gonna uh, gonna have that problem where he's just gonna get labelled as a bit of a bit of an injury risk for the majority of the time that he's gonna be in the league. Yeah, and
2: it is so. I think something I was listening to the other day is that they passed on Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, I saw who that.
2: looks like an absolute stud of a, a QB, and he's doing. You know, he's got the he's got a, He's like, I got a really good sneaky run game. Everyone talks about Josh Allen's run game, and you're like, oh no, it's 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 good, but his throws can be erratic. Whereas Herbert, I know he threw some interceptions this week, but generally this he can absolutely sling it as well, and uh, he's he's the real deal. And they passed it over him to get to it and it's not looking good. I mean what did they put? They put seventeen points on the Pats the first week. Um I don't know how many how much they scored against the Bills this week, but it wasn't much. And I know he went out injured. None. Bagel. Absolutely ridiculous. It, yeah I do not I I d I don't I don't know. I don't their defense their defence is great, but their their offence is not up to I mean they got and they got some really good wide receivers and
1: Decent idea. Yeah, yeah. Some little good wide receivers, yeah. but not good enough. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens if he does if he doesn't play um this week, because obviously Jacoby Brissett's the back up there, so obviously he'll he'll come in um if he's not playing. They're mixing that bits <laughs> magic. Yeah, exactly. He's a steady game manager, Jacoby Brissett, but he's not not anything to get the uh, get the get the juices flowing, so to speak. Um, next up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, both myself and Andy have picked the Seahawks to bounce back, whereas Mr Moore's put his faith in Kirk Cousins for some unknown reason. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh,
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe the Vikings might do something. <laughs>
1: they, to be fair, they didn't look terrible against the Cardinals and... um if it wasn't for a missed field goal at the end they'd taking the win so you Dan, might, you I might, can't really can I <laughs> come up with better than that, that. Yeah. He, he's like I, I, I give him an hard time and stuff but he's, he's, a, he's a fair to middling quarterback I suppose but it's, yeah he's just worth a fully guaranteed contract no chance no chance <laughs> uh, next up we've got um, arguably game of the week for me at least, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to LA to take on the Rams. Both Andy and Matt have picked the books in this one. I've got a sneaky feeling for the Rams in this. I think if Aaron Donald can get to uh, Tom Brady and make him eat his own like spleen or something, then, uh, there's a chance we could see uh, a little Rams win. No. No, not even that.
0: And I, I, why did I... Why have I just said that? <laughs> now I'm going to have to deal with Monday morning. So, uh, do you remember how you were saying the <laughs> the books were going to win?
1: We'll see, Andrew, we'll see.
0: You made, you made so me kiss the to... ring last time.
1: Ah, uh, well, yeah, there is that. So last last couple of games so we move on to the Sunday night game which tasty, tasty game again it's the Green Bay Packers travelling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers in a repeat of the NFC Championship game from two seasons ago we've all picked the Packers which is strange because obviously the Packers don't seem to do well when it's warm. As we found out in week one when they went to Jacksonville to take on the Saints. Yeah, There's something about the 49ers that just doesn't sit well with me.
0: You're just, I mean, just, like, you're just it's not, it's not a, just a like fan of the 49ers.
1: Already. <laughs> they're, they're still 2-0, but yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I, this, I, 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 don't like them I just don't like them as a teammate. You,
0: they, you they just, don't, you don't like the 49ers
1: They, they annoy me. It, like, why can't they just have like a really, really, really good running back or a really, really, really good wide receiver? They've like they've got Debo they've got Samuel's like, a really, really good wide receiver. Yeah, think, they've got they, like they've got like two or three decent running backs and they've got two or three decent wide receivers they're like, from a fantasy perspective they're a statistical might there because you can't ever play any of their players because they'll end up giving it to some guy what's what's the what's the running back they've got at the minute like like denaris hasty or something like that his surname's hasty and he's picked up what he's picked up two two touchdowns in the first two weeks it's like who is this guy or is it Jermichael hasty or
2: something like that but the, the problem the problem's been this year is obviously they went into the start of the se- they went into the season with most it as the um, starting running nah. back. And then obviously he barely got out of the first quarter of the first game. So then it was like Elijah Mitchell and Hasty and was it uh, somebody Sermon, I think. Yeah, Trey Sermon. Um, Trey Sermon. But, but then he'd had a bad he's had a bad like um a bit like off season, he had a bad off season. So, he kind of lost the second running back kind of thing. Um, but it's just injuries. Like, all, all those we've mentioned, the four running backs there, all four of them are now injured. So, you know, it's next man up. I, I mean, and the problem is, like, I think, I was, I was speaking to someone about this the other day. The fact of the fact is Kyle Shanahan's a genius. And it doesn't matter what, you know, as, as long as your running back has... Kind of the basics of being a running back. He he can produce a game, a game plan that means he'll make. Yeah, you know, I think someone said the other day like he made Alfred Morris look good. Yeah, you know, and like that got him a massive contract somewhere else because that's how good the scheme is, and the scheme is a very run-based scheme that he does. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Kittle and Kittle and Debo Samuel are probably like the two outstanding receivers in that in in for the Night ers I just think they're at the point of where injury, it's the same as last season where injuries just got to the point of like, yeah. it's, it's got too far kind of thing. You know, when, you, when you're down to fifth and sixth and seventh running backs, and it doesn't matter whether the, the guy's a genius or not, it, it's just not,
1: it just doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah. And Jimmy G is always a bit dodgy. Yeah. My mates already made the joke, ju- they just need to change their name to the 49 IRs. Ooh. This guy's fancy name in the league. <laughs> Lovely. Which brings us to our final game of the week. Um, it's the Monday Night Football. Different to the UK Monday Night Football, as that's normally... Um, well, it's still probably questionable teams, but it's the round-shaped ball as opposed to the egg-shaped ball. And we have the Philadelphia Eagles... Travelling to Arlington, Texas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, myself and Andy have obviously gone with the Cowboys. Whereas Matt has picked the Eagles. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Do you know what? From the the start they've made, Jalen Hurts... yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a little bit of Jalen Hurts, please. I think he's a uh, he, he perfectly serviceable quarterback. He's uh, he's got a good arm on him. He's got wheels, so yeah, I reckon he could be. Uh, he's, he's he's doing well with his audition. Let's put it that way. Yeah, obviously he's got. I thought team. it'd be a disaster. I thought... Yeah, I, I didn't think he'd be much. But well, um, the you, I was like, all right, okay, then mate. he's not good. <laughs> yeah, well, they've they've obviously given him weapons with. Um, Devonta Smith, um, mm-hmm. that was their that was their first round draft pick. So, and Regan from last season seems to be. Jaylen, seems yeah, to be they seem to put a bit of a rapport together. So it's like that everyone just keeps like Jalen to Jalen, so it's just Jalen squared whenever they get a touchdown or something. So nice. it nice. So yeah, that's that's all of that's all of week three's games. Like I said, sixteen points up for grabs. We'll uh,
0: we'll see how we all get on. Fantastic stuff. So that's last week's games, the stats and the predictions, all done and dusted. If I'm not wildly uh, mistaken, that brings us to the any of the business section of the podcast.
1: Well, no other business as such. However, it's just whether you want to talk a little fantasy. Oh, yeah. It seems, seems as though our our guest for this week is uh, going up against one of us in the Fantasy League.
0: Correct, sir. Correct, you are, as always, correct. Fantasy football, it's a pastime enjoyed by millions. And these three people here... I mean, enjoy is not the right word, is it? It's... <laughs> Well, and this is nothing against last week's guest, but I certainly enjoyed checking the old app this morning because uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get absolutely smashed this week. Um, I was like, I've got one player left, but my my running back that's left to play is the my opponent's quarterback. I was like, uh, it's all, all going to go wrong. Check, check this morning, I was like, what, what's gone wrong with all these numbers? Why are all the numbers on this side? What's gone on there? So, uh, 34 points from Jones. Uh, yes, please. Um, so, uh, I don't know about you boys, but I enjoyed not only one win, because when you've got Jones in both leagues... It's two. It's two win week for me. Paul, did you have a win this week?
1: In our league, yes. In my other league, hell no. Uh,
0: I I had running commentary about how you were destroying the stats mistress this week. Um,
1: yeah, she got a bit unlucky with that one.
0: I told her. I sent her to live in the garden because uh, that that, <laughs> that don't fly in this house. Um.
1: I must admit, you know you've had a bad slash semi-decent week in fantasy when your highest scoring position is defence. So that was a real eye-opener. Let's put it that way.
0: Shagabuki. I'm
1: I'm also at the point where I kind of think I need to change my kicker because even though the uh, Buccaneers scored 48 points, Ryan Suckup was only responsible for six of them, and they were all extra points.
0: I don't know anything about that. It's not like I've got him in uh, my other league.
1: <laughs> like kick is always a difficult one for me because you need to sort of like think of teams that are good at getting it into the the opponent's half, but terrible at converting third downs. Well, not that shit
2: that you end up like me with uh, Josh Lambo from Jacksonville. Missing two field goals and only getting his extra points. So that led me with a minus one from him. And then I picked up the Arizona D because they'd done all right. The previous week, I thought they might give Minnesota a bit of a shellacking. And they got minus two. So that was the the profitable day by the two most hated positions in fantasy football. And led to a bit of a stuffing for me from uh,
1: Tim the Squirrel Killers certainly is. Indeed, it is. He needs. He needs. He, needs, he really needs to change that name. <laughs> I, that did the my, I did win in my other fancy league, so. Well, the, the, the squirrel ain't even in the league anymore. He's retired now. <laughs> Old Julian Edelman, he's gone.
0: Yeah, he has he's indeed. Gone. So, I will be taking on. Mr Matthew Moore and it's uh, it's good luck to you sir i'm sure we will uh we will sort this out on the gridiron yep um paul is your opponent obviously not it's, here
1: it's the, it's the mystery man of the, the league the
0: mystery man himself
1: People, we don't we don't know an awful lot about him it's Mr John mm mm-hmm. mhm Correct. The uh, the international man of mystery, even though I'm pretty sure he lives in the northeast. So the, the JFG ringer, kind of, yeah, got another. So, for um, fans of the podcast from uh, a long a long time ago, um, may realise that in the first couple of series of the podcast, we uh, we mentioned the fact that up until the point where Matt was viewable, um. On the podcast, it was uh, rumored viciously and erroneously, may I add, that um, Matt didn't really exist.
0: <laughs> so I was doing I was doing some housekeeping um, of of some uh, some digital photos uh, last week, and I stumbled across the picture of Matthew Moore quarterback, which I used at the time to say. Oh, here we go! Look at this. Not only has he made up a, a a human being to get a second team in the fantasy league, he's he's gone sneaky Pete and gone with an actual NFL quarterback. Uh, so I had a little chuckle when I found out the other day. I was like, Ah, oh, look! Before Matt was real, before uh, the figment of Paul's imagination took a life of its own and started talking about. Different types of football, wrestling, and beer. Oh. Anything else? Anything else that we've got to get off our chests before? Uh, I have nothing else. Well, that's that then. So, all that's left to say is I hope that everybody enjoys the games, the upcoming games. Um, good luck to you, Mr Moore. Good luck to everybody in the fantasy good luck to you. Team. And uh, we will be here, same back time, same back channel, uh, bringing this week's results and predicting more games. So until then, we're going to say bye. We'll see you then. Tatty Bynes. Bye. -bye. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week of the season gone. Another week to look forward to. Good times if you are feeling in the subscribing mood you can subscribe on itunes soundcloud youtube or wherever you get in this podcast if you want to drop us a line you can jump over to thecookiecast.com see what we've got going on there it's just a little website but uh, it does have links for you to be able to get in touch with us and let us know how you're doing so there we go that's it for this one until next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then